percentile or better, meaning people earning four hundred thousand a year or more. Most of the four. In- I'm sorry, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And if you look at the All statistics, right. the last few years, most of the income gain. I mean, we're talking about close to half the income gain is going to one tenth of one percent of income earners, people who are already earning more than a million and a half a year. So it's like you have 150 million people working really hard in this country, and most of the income gain is going to about as many people as you can fit into Michigan football stadium. Less than you know, it's about a tenth of a percent are gaining most of the increase in income, and it's college education or not. Most people are not seeing their incomes going up very much for quite some time in this country. We're just working really hard to enrich fewer and fewer people. These are the same people who run the government with their big campaign contributions. They're the same people that are getting the tax cuts. And in fact, I think we should be actually printing their names. There's so few of them. You could probably make a list and just read it. If you're wondering what the 99th percentile looks like, my son Gabriel, when he was three years old, weighed 65 pounds and was you know like four feet tall. There you go. And that's the 99th percentile. We're heading up. Uh, we're heading out the pike here. Rhonda Hadi Roy is telling us some of the world is possible. Corporate revolution will collapse if we refuse to buy what they're selling, their ideas, their version of history, their wars, their weapons, their notion of inevitability. Remember this, we be many and they be few. They need us more than we need them. Another world is possible. She is on her way, and on a quiet day, I can hear her breathing. Well, I don't know about you, but I've got the munchies, so (laughs) I guess the show is over. Thank you, Alex Sergey, engineered for us today. You've been listening to Renegade Solutions from Ken Ali Bratton. I'm Sharmi Golson. Please remember that we are all related and uh, another world is possible. We'll see you next week. Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mikey P. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food. And before we continue with today's show, we have this message. Oh, hello, special lady. I think it's time for a little one-on-one conversation. Talking about my baby, baby. Uh, not you, baby. Our baby, baby. A recent scientific studies on lactation. 
beautiful lady, gotta get down to business. Gonna turn the lights down real for a slideshow on childhood disease resistance. A wonderful woman, if you do breastfeed, a little baby will be at less risk for respiratory illnesses. Hey, I'm just talking about breastfeeding. Educate your sweet self at 800-994-WOMAN or forwoman.gov. Talk to your health care provider. Babies were born to be breastfed exclusively for six months. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to add counsel in this station. Baby. Hey, baby. I can't go that low. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, as I just said in today's show. If you haven't guessed... It's actually about breastfeeding, and we have a couple of uh, co-hosts. This is actually a special edition of Pandora's Renegade Pasta, and I'm Mikey P. I'm normally the host of Pandora's Lunchbox, but this omnibus edition is one that I'm joining with Charmy Golson. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having us in. Sure thing. And Mars Doritas. I'm over here. Hi there. So this is a show about breastfeeding, and this is going to be fun. The thing about it is that there's been a lot of talk in the news lately about the fact that uh, a woman was breastfeeding at the YMCA in a pool, and as it turned out, she was asked not to do that because it was food in the pool area. Food and drink in the pool area. That's amazing. So no lactating mother should even be in the pool because she's <laughs> carrying beverages right into the pool. I mean, it's practically a vending machine. Wow. You might as well just take a big vending machine <laughs> and stick it in the middle of the pool. I mean, people could crash into it and hurt themselves. So that's basically the story there, and uh, it caused some controversy, and the Y had to answer a lot of questions. And they had a big nurse in. They did have a nurse in, as a matter of fact. Or nurse out, sometimes Right, it's nurse called. out, I guess. Wow. And some women said, this is the first time I've been able to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Young nursing moms. Yeah. Oh, good for them. So what's happened since then is that the Ann Arbor City Council uh, voted 10 to 1, to approve two ordinances that would allow a woman to breastfeed anywhere in places of, quote, public accommodation, unquote. And what happens is, for some reason, city councils vote twice, certainly Ann Arbor does, and they're going to be voting a second time on Monday to finalize it, possibly. They voted 10 to 1 in favor of it, so I, I don't imagine there would be 10 reluctant yeses <laughs> suddenly changing their minds, but that's what's going on with the vote. Then the question becomes, what is a place of public accommodation? Because the YMCA, actually, as a person from the YMCA said, uh, 80% of the place is available, and, and pe- women can breastfeed in 80% of it, but not in the but pool area. Her other children happened to be in the pool where she was watching them. Right. And it's probably a good idea to watch your kids. I you, think so. Yeah. So this, these are some issues that I thought would be interesting to talk about, but also breastfeeding itself, because it can be politicized just purely by saying, oh, breastfeeding is bad, breastfeeding is good, or whatever, as an issue, as a political issue, or a newspaper article or something, but breastfeeding itself. It's food. Yes. It's, it's food, and this is a show about food. <laughs> yes, indeed. Food and comfort food. Comfort oh, food, Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it is very sweet. It's too bad neither of us have little nursing babies. I know. We're like old, it's eight, ages ago, yeah. it seems. But, um, I babysat our uh, one-year-old nephew. The six-year-old was there, too, but the one-year-old was trying to have his way with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, blame another, we blame another aunt for, for letting him go all the way, putting his <laughs> hand down her tank top. <laughs> so what do you want to know about breastfeeding, Michael? Well, I guess one thing I, I noticed 
was that the, there is a La Leche League. Yes, there is a La Leche League. La Leche League. Which, of course, means milk. Yes. La Leche is the milk. And have you... In Spanish. You've been involved with that at all, or did you participate not in that me. at all? Not me. Did you? Not me either. I, uh, I, I was lucky enough at age 19 when I got pregnant um, to be hanging out with hippies. Ah. And uh, Whitley Hill, who's the mm-hmm. singer, songwriter, former choreographer at the time, Whitley Satrakian, uh, when I told her I was pregnant, she said, Oh, Sharni, you're not going to the hospital to have your baby, are you? And I was like, What? Where, where, am I supposed to go to the parking garage? <laughs> what is she talking about? But I, you know, I've had my kids at home, and I was uh-huh. really lucky enough to hang out with midwives and people who respected yep. and honored the birthing process and me as a woman and as a mother. So I didn't um, I didn't go to any... I mean, when you're 19 and you have a baby... I mean, I danced on point till a week before I had him anyways. I mean, when you're 19, you're like a superhuman sort of thing, you know? Um, I just nursed your... You just, the baby comes out of your body. That's how they're born. And then you nurse them. You put your breast in the baby's mouth, and they suck. And this food comes out. It's pretty basic. I could never understand, although I'm not going to judge other women for their choices, but I could never understand what on earth would compel a mom to purchase, carry around, Mm -hmm. and feed to their children other forms of food because it just seems so easy that your explanation of what happened at the pool... Uh, makes perfect. I mean, I wouldn't even think to like nurse. Uh, it just becomes the position you're holding the baby and nursing baby, doing dishes, watching other oh, yeah. kids, doing everything one handed, doing everything one handed. It just becomes part yeah. of life. And so I wouldn't. I w- if I had been that mother, I wouldn't have thought twice about it either. Although I don't think that I would carry a nursing baby on a wet pool surface because I w- wouldn't want to fall. True. But if I were sitting on the edge, yeah. perhaps, or I don't know what. But I can tell you about breastfeeding. When you first give birth to a child, this is how cows make milk for people. Cows have to be in a perpetual state of pregnancy or birth. They're or are wet nurses, right? They're wet nurses or, or shot up with hormones to make their body think they're pregnant or, mm-hmm. or, or just given birth. Um, because as mammals, you don't make milk, really, ordinarily, unless you've had a baby. So you have your baby. You nurse your baby for a couple of days. They get colostrum, you know, but yeah, colostrum, rich, thick, really wonderful, yep. high in antibodies, really perfectly made for human baby food, hmm. and it you know keeps them well and boosts their immune system. Pisses them off a little bit though at okay. the end. I ha- oh, am I not supposed to say that on the air? I do uh, on my show. No, I, do not say that on Pandora's Lunchbox. Uh, you just did so. <laughs> okay. I think that's so. So that's so. Keep going. That's okay. Good. Keep going. All right. Sorry. It's good. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, my babies, because I have big, fat boys. Oh, yeah, I had big, nice, rounded Reuben's cherubs, <laughs> is what I was told. Oh. They looked like Reuben's babies, because <laughs> they didn't have wrists. They had those lovely dimples. Dense. Yeah, I dimples. Hate, hate infants with wrists. Oh. Usually the sign of a baby that's not having a chance at breastfeeding. It's true. Oh. Breastfeeding babies are big, fat, really, really plumped up little guys. They don't spit up quite so much. Their poop doesn't smell bad, That's literally. Um, but the colostrum lasts a couple of days, and usually by the end of a couple of days, my babies were mad. Like, hello, <laughs> where's the real food? Mm. And uh, then it comes in, and then you understand why cows moo. <laughs> 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 Your breasts get like just—it's like wet sand. It's really 
really packed in there. And then, um, and I'll just say hair dryers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hair dryer. <laughs> Thank you to the U, U of M nurse midwives for giving me the tip. Hair dryers. I have it on my tool bench. <laughs> have it in the bathroom. Good for anything that ails you. Do you want to explain this to Mike? I, I do need an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Wasn't really clear, yeah. For all sorts of healing, and uh, well, when you, when that milk first comes in and you get ginormous, engorged, and, and uh, very hard. Yes. <laughs> Um, just frozen uh, washcloths alternating with warm heat really helps the mother. And uh, I had a bit of mastitis, right? Is that how, is that how you know? Mastitis, that, no, yeah. That, is that the word? Little, little like impacted red, nodes. Yeah, and uh, you really need that baby to keep nursing. Yeah. Keep at it because it'll just get worse. Mm-hmm. Don't give it a try. And nursing, breastfeeding is supply and demand. So the more the baby nurses, the more your body makes. And also a good form of, um, well, not, not a perfect ah, form of no uh, birth control. <laughs> yeah, on-demand <laughs> nursing. Yeah, I, uh, I don't take anything for granted no, in my house because we make babies really easily. Don't cross against yeah. the light, Charmy. All you need is booze. <laughs> <laughs> people, I don't understand people who get have you know like we've been trying for seven months. Oh, yeah. Buy some beer. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you talking about? And which, by the way, hops. The way. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Good transition. My there, Dutch Mars. relatives always uh, offering the uh, nursing mother dark beer. Your Dutch relatives. The, the dark Heineken is for oh. women. Yeah, hops is really it. Hops as a element of the earth encourages your body to make more. Breast milk, make more uh, wow. milk. So I think an, one thing, aside from just all this interesting, all these interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting. elements of the food and everything like that. <laughs> also, I've been reading reading on the La Leche website. For some, I'm not for for a lot of women. It probably takes a little bit of practice, right? I mean, it. Yes, and after one, I thought I had it down, but the. With the second baby, I did need a little bit of a pointer from the from the nurse because she wasn't actually latching on properly. I wonder if sometimes that intimidates some women because they say, well, they tried it and it doesn't work, and then maybe they just stop. I've often wondered about that because I just never had a problem. I just nursed mm-hmm. my... I was, guess I'm really lucky. But I've heard this. Your I kids are smart. My kids are hungry. <laughs> my last guy came out to nurse. That was all he did for a year. So we have Alex, who has a comment. Alex, yes, I have a, a question. What about when babies go on strike, a nursing strike? When they're sick, you mean? No. If they're sick, they did you go on strike? You refuse to nurse? Is that what you're saying? Or? Is that what your mother told you? Well, she said that I weaned myself at six months. Oh, no. I think I understand this because my kids at about a year, <clears throat> there was this window of opportunity where if I didn't offer, they mm-hmm. didn't ask. But at a year, babies are really busy. They're, they've learned how to walk. They have curtains to pull down. They have all sorts of stuff to get into. They have cats to terrorize. And food, so, yeah. They start getting introduced to texturized food. Right, right, right. Which is fun to play with. And I know a lot of, I've known a lot of women who start feet, who start supplementation right away. Oh. Um, you know, like they'll either pump their own breast milk. A lot, and women work yeah, now, I'd, you know, the other thing. It's funny to think about how breastfeeding is, um, w- how it's been intru- reintroduced, you know, because I'm pretty sure yeah. that in the 40s and 50s, you Very didn't true. do that. That's you just right. didn't do that. Well, that, that brings up a question, a relative of Mrs. mine. Mrs. Cleaver couldn't have lifted her dress up far enough. No. 
That's right. The clothing is just the whole idea of clothing. You need to have access, yeah. easy accessible clothing. To well, I'm sorry. To get your baby to nurse, yes? A female relative of mine uh, basically asked the question. She she uh, was told that a friend of mine breastfed, and she was amused and thought, that's such a fad. Ah. Which is kind of an interesting thought. <laughs> because, I mean, it's been around for how many? Hundreds, thousands of years? <laughs> but at the same time, what you're saying is that... I think Eve had them. You think so? <laughs> she didn't use formula? <laughs> but I guess, yeah, I guess the question is, if it... Was in maybe it was out of fashion in the forties in that sense. I think it was. I think that much like um, I think that if you were, it, it was a, a sign of being impoverished. It was like an elitism oh, thing. See. Yeah, like if you had enough money, you bought the formula and you fed your yeah. baby proper. In fact, I have a, a my my mother tells the story, and I have a, a story here from a friend. Um, my mother was born in 1939 in the Netherlands under occupation during the war. Mm. Rations were very, very tight. Wow. And, but she was very healthy because she was lucky enough to be a baby when everybody else was dealing with rations. And her mother breastfed her longer probably than she did the other six children. But um, so she you know, came through without the illnesses that her older siblings were mm. coming down with for not having vitamins and, mm-hmm. um, you know, living on potatoes for a whole winter season wow. and no greens, that kind of thing. But a um, friend of my uh, brother's in <clears throat> Baltimore, Maryland, who's a community mediator, conflict resolution expert, she started the nursing at Starbucks. She was asked to, to hide away or leave. <laughs> at Starbucks? At Starbucks. Interesting. And um, she has a whole website. Hip Mama interviewed her. Her name is uh, Lorig Charcudian. And... Um, She's, you know, been an activist for years and years, and just shocking that she would be in this uh, coffee shop where people are, you know, kind of laid back, mellow, and with her 19-month-old daughter to be asked to hide it away. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> at the counter is asking for lattes. <laughs> her baby can't have milk. <laughs> so, but uh, her her grandfather was um, Armenian, and um, his mother during the um, you know, the time of the Armenian genocide, um, fed, breastfed four of her children because there was no food. Oh, my. Wow. And kept them going. So. That's your that's, story? That's my part of Yeah, that's the story. You go. It's to say, tell Starbucks <laughs> to enact and publicly announce a national corporate policy that mothers will not be asked to leave, yeah. cover, move, or hide when breastfeeding The their story babies. is that uh, Starbucks huh. doesn't have any kind of national policy, but the state of Maryland does have the same kind of um, law, like the the city of Ann Arbor's been voting on to um, to allow breastfeeding in public places. So Lorig was able to fight Starbucks by saying, well, you're, this coffee shop is in the state of Maryland, which allows me to breastfeed in public <laughs> places. You know, and uh, they held a big nurse in and been getting a lot of reaction <laughs> around the country. Nursing. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing also I noticed on that website for Starbucks, or actually it wasn't the Starbucks, it was, I guess, nurse at starbucks.org was linked at that oh, website. Huh. And they also have an opportunity where you can have your baby send a letter to uh, the president, CEO, and director of Starbucks. Yeah. With, you can place baby. says, I'm hungry. Pretty close. Actually, it's more even even more. Where it's, it's a whole paragraph that the baby says. Um, my These articulate children of PhDs. Yes. Part of it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I like to drink my mama's breast milk. It tastes good, and it's so good for me. 
I like the fact that when my mama takes me places, she feeds me when I'm hungry, which is a lot since my tummy is so small. Aww. Sometimes she goes to Starbucks. When she does, I don't want to be hungry. I want to be able to nurse there, too. I don't like nursing under a blanket because I can't see my mama, and my mama can't see me, and it gets hot and uncomfortable under there. I really don't like nursing in the bathroom. That's gross. Do you like to eat your food in the bathroom? <laughs> Yeah, I have heard of uh, women who go into this, the public restrooms in the stalls and try to, to nurse their, their children. Hide. Yeah. Hide it away. Yeah, hide it away. Well, it's, remember, um, John yeah. Ashcroft made an $8,000 robe for the Statue of uh, oh, Justice. That's right. To cover her breasts. she had them, too. That's true. You know, yep. and uh, I think, I mean, I'm not... As insanely bizarre as this sounds, I'm not making the connection like between hatred, you know, hate misogynistic mm-hmm. tendencies. Really, it can be though. And breastfeeding in public. My cousin, this is really interesting to me. My cousin went on this rant. Really, she's saying nobody wants to see that, Charmy. What then are you talking about? Don't look. People don't want to see it. Yeah, that's a really great response. Um, but this is the same cousin who told we have children the same age, and when her 22 year old was four, and we were at the lake, she said to her, Janie. Put your leg down. Your frog is showing. So that has gone down in the history of my family as a defining moment where my sisters and I, horrified, set my cousin down and said, you can't refer to your daughter's genitalia as a frog. Nobody wants to kiss a frog. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. We helped her, I thought. Until this recent like outburst where she said, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> it just repressed sexuality. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, boobs are good. Violence is bad. Violence is bad. Boobs are good. All those wonderful portraits, uh, those icons wonderful of Mary. Portraits. Don't you like boobs, no. Mike? Ask any guy. Yes. Boobs are good. It's how you feed your baby. It's how children are fed. It's the perfect storage system. It's part of my body. I don't like being told that boobs are bad. <laughs> Who gives, a, like, the whole Janet Jackson thing? Oh, Is it yeah. just envy, you think? Come on. The baby gets to eat. No, it's sexual oppression. It's, it's, um, it, it's you know, sexuality is bad. We have to keep, for some reason, prepubescent teens that are spending a lot of money at malls can walk around and display their pubic bone. That's okay. Yeah. But breastfeeding your baby... Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I can't, you know, I can proclamize and rant and think about and vent about all sorts of things, but I just can't imagine what the real problem might be. Like at the Ann Arbor Y, who knows what the problem is there, really? Mm -hmm. Do they not want someone to get hurt? Do they not want food in the pool? Are they worried that, you know, what, it's going to leak into the pool? Is that what the... And then chlorine, would, chlorine wouldn't be enough to disinfect or something. Are they thinking about disinfectant? Are they thinking... Uh, they've got babies with di- full diapers in there. I oh, bet yeah, what I happened... That's, yeah. I that's bet there was point. just like yeah. some kid that was the oh. lifeguard yes. that said, oh, uh, Did, uh, uh, sorry, ma'am, you can't do exactly that. Didn't exactly understand what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a nurse in of one. You had a nurse in of one? Yes. I had my uh, first daughter... In January, nice and cold, so I stayed yeah. stayed inside for six weeks, returned to work at the U of M, uh, only to read a letter to the Michigan Daily Editor from a friend of mine, Jackie Coolidge, who's an economist. And um, it was in response to a young man who had written about how he was in the back of the Natsai Auditorium during a lecture, and, ooh, gross, one of the fe- his fellow students was feeding her baby in the back 
of the auditorium. <laughs> and uh, Jackie had lived in, done uh, coursework in uh, Uganda, where her daughter was born, and said she was totally encouraged there to breastfeed, bring her daughter everywhere, you know, nurse on demand all the time. Um, so, of course, that brought all my brand new motherly hormones out. Yeah, and all oh, they're very powerful and, when you first uh, have a baby, aren't they? And I was invited to come to uh, Dominic's to do my own personal nursing of one. <laughs> That's hilarious. And no, of course, nobody approached, and you know. It's the Devardi She was family. thinking, we'll, we'll, we'll get a big response. You can protest. <laughs> but they're wonderful people, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. And very lovely. Well, now, and, would you uh, like, speaking of which, would you like to hear a uh, breastfeeding public service announcement from Cambodia? Excellent. Okay. Mike, where do you find this stuff? Uh, it, it finds me. I believe so, it. So uh, this, this one found me. It wasn't in a dream. It really happened. So are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hey, James Wayne Jolampi. ตะติงนังนังอ่าอ้นนังฮ้องเฮมมาหมายนายเยยยมฮ้องมาน้ำเค้ามดเด้ตุ๊กยมบ้องเป้ต้องมมพร้อมบ้านลูกยมบ้อง
And Mike keeps turning me down, I think. Oh, Human no. pacifier. Time for knack. <laughs> no. See, knack. Alex still nurses, so that was, knows that's his <laughs> knuckle. That was Alex. That no, was Alex. Alex Sergey. <laughs> one of the, uh, oh, I wish I could remember her name, one of, oh, a woman who was working in a local Jamaican restaurant told me about her 11-year-old brother who would come home from uh, during lunchtime from school to just have a little snack. <laughs> Because his mother, of course. Dead silence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Well. I couldn't nurse an 11-year-old, yeah. especially a boy. Very giving mother. They're stinky when they're 11. They are smelly. Yeah, and they're mean to each other. Boys, I don't know. I don't. They're a whole another breed of individuals. Alex? <laughs> yes, Alex? My parents said that their grandchildren were too old for a knack when they were old enough to say, next <laughs> side, please. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you were talking about the Ugandan, um, the people in Uganda, and I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure, I mean, we live in a very, it's so ingrained that we don't think about it, but we live in a really puritanical oh, yeah. uh, so, you know, society, and um, I saw a special on PBS about, uh, I think that these gentlemen were from Uganda, and they got relocated to, like, L.A. or somewhere like that, and mm. they showed them in their native country walking down the street and holding hands together, men. And then once they got here, right. they were uh, they were talking amongst themselves and saying, you know, you can't hold hands here because they'll think you're gay. They'll think you're a homosexual. And they said, what? Why would that mean we're a homosexual? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing, you know, like where you were. Um, you Did you say you were in Uganda? When no. You first tra- no, you're the economist. Yes. Um, um, but my father's Italian, and the young men there drape their arms around each other, walk oh, around the village. Yeah. They're super macho. Oh, yeah, they are. There's not a question about that. Oh, that's true. But they're, you know, good, great friends and human beings, you know. Sure. So I think this might... Mammals, as you say. As a society, <laughs> as a society it might be just a American culture that has a propensity to reject intimacy. Yeah. In any, it's not encouraged in any way except from you know male and female sexual relationships. I mean, how many we separate in this country according to class, according to age, according to sex. I mean, can you you, you don't go to the pub and see you know go down and have a beer and a hamburger and have children and grandchildren yeah. 